I want to welcome you back to The Original Doll. I'm your host, James Rodriguez Horton. On The Original Doll, we unpackage music with the people who create it. We go behind the scenes and learn about all sorts of great things from performances, recordings, and more. I want to give a big shout out to my Patreon patrons. Thank you so much for keeping this alive and well. If you'd like to join, visit www.theoriginaldoll.com. And as with every episode of The Original Doll, any audio recording, ripping, stealing is strictly prohibited in every country in the world. So if you do see any snippets online, please report them to the webmaster. But today we are actually talking to one of my favorite dancers from the Dream Within a Dream tour, Angela. Now, many of you may say, oh, I remember her from the Dream Within a Dream tour. And some of you in the recent post that uh, she has put up there did not realize that she actually is in the Born to Make You Happy video. So be sure to stream that so you can kind of take a look. But I want to get right into this and I want to thank you again for listening. And don't forget, follow me on Twitter at James Rodriguez, R-O-D-R-I-G-U-E-Z, and on TikTok at The James Rodriguez. My name is James Rodriguez Horton and this is The Original Doll. I want to welcome everyone back to the original doll. I am your host, James Rodriguez Horton. And today we bring you one of the fan faves. I've received lots and lots of questions for her. And I want to introduce today's guest. And her name is Angela and also known as Angela Dancer. Dancer Angela, curly haired red wonder of all time. We have Angela. Thank you so much for joining us on the original doll. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, thank you. Hi, I'm Glad to be here, but that was a great intro. I love it. I've never gotten that, the curly hair wonder. Because <laughs> every That's time great. I think of those performances from the videos and everything, like your hair, I love it because it was so different. And, you know, you and I had talked before. I felt like I could see like my family members in there. It's like embracing this curly hair, this, this, the, I, I call it like the big Janet Jackson curly. Let's just oh, have a good time. Yes. <laughs> Yes, yes. So for the first time, listeners, welcome. uh, And a little bit about the original doll. On the original doll, I interview people who have been involved in the music industry. And Angela has been a part of a Britney Spears tour and a bunch of Britney Spears videos. We're going to go into that. And everyone, for every question Angela answers, we get items donated to charity. So for Angela, just talking about things, we're able to help out women in domestic abuse shelters. We're able to help out single moms, low-income families, children at hospitals, and more. So Angela, thank you so much for being here and helping us with all of these communities in need. Wonderful. Thank you. I'm actually honored to be here. Thank you. This is so much fun. Okay, so let's let's get right into it. So let's rewind because we know you and dance. We know that that goes together. When did dance become a part of you? You know, when did dance get introduced to you? Oh my gosh. Okay, so I love this question um, um, because I actually teach dance and I teach littles a lot too. And, um, and, and parents talk to me and I really love this question because I started dance well, if you ask my mom, she's going to say, well, she was always just bouncing around, dancing around. And that was what made her say, I should put her in dance class. You know, I am a baby of the 80s. Right. So uh, we didn't have like all this. Um, 
stimuli, things to do. And even like now as a parent, like I think more parents are more proactive to get their kids in a lot of things. And at that time, you know, like that was kind of like not a thing. It was more like go mm-hmm. outside and play until the dark comes and then come back inside. It was just a different time, right? <laughs> but my mom got proactive. It was like, she might need something and maybe I'll just put her in dance so she can bounce around. <clears throat> so that was around the age of two and a half, three. And of course, at that time, I was probably still very young and just bouncing around. But at seven, um, I got introduced to what they call the professional little cheerleading line for the St. Louis Cardinals football. At that time, we had a Cardinals football team and they had like a big girls, a middle girl and a little girl. And you could join the little girl at seven. And so my mom heard about it. I think my sister heard about it and told my mom and whatever. It just became a thing. And she was like, oh, my God, do you want to perform at some of the games? And so that got me excited. So I was like, yes, I want to be a cheerleader. I want to perform. I want to do this. And I auditioned. That was my very first audition. And I was totally not as trained as I probably should have been. And I went in there and I just gave it my all. And honestly, so this is what happened. I actually thought that I didn't make it. They called all these numbers, like of the people they wanted to keep. And because it was a huge line. They, I think they kept like almost like 40 girls. Like it wasn't like something like 10, 12. It was like 40 girls made up the line. It was huge because we'd come out there on that football field and like make like five rows of six, you know, like five rows of seven, like it just like, like, and do our do our number like in between um so I thought I didn't make it and I actually like was totally destroyed went home crying immediately oh my god I can't believe I didn't make it and then they called back and said no we called your number you must didn't hear it and um the judges felt like even they I guess they just felt like I had so much performance that was I can tell you right now the performance my energy my not being afraid confidence is kind of what pushed me into that that room that that moment that day so then from there I get into there and of course now this is my first time being like quote unquote professional dance you know like high like they had high expectations of us right so at that point like I was just like overwhelmed with all the like you know costumes and like we had to practice so many times a week and and it was just Ah, I can't even explain it. Like I was just overwhelmed with it all. But then at that point, that's when my mom had spoke with the director and they were like, you should sign her up for class. She has a lot of potential. And so at that point, from that moment on, I signed up for ballet, jazz, tap, um, for like every day of the week, if, if I it pretty much <laughs> like oh five God. days a week. And I trained. So that was like what I call my training. I got into the training. So I got into that. And I trained, I trained and trained and trained. And um, so from there, it just kind of like gradually went up. Um, I also joined a competition team at the dance studio and then went to do like competition pieces and all of that conventions and everything. I got all wrapped up into the world, the dance world. So if you're all the dancers out there, I'm sure they know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Like it's a whole world, the conventions, the competitions, and it comes around and it goes, you know, like throughout the year, it'll be coming like this, this competition, Starlight, you know, like Jermaine Dupree, like there was a lot of them that were running around. So 
I got all into it. And that was my start. That was how I got like hooked into like, oh my gosh, that's what I, that's, this is, I love this and I want to do it every day. And I did, I did it every day. I danced after school. I went straight after school to dance class every day. And then I had games on Friday nights and I had another class on Saturday morning. And then I had another rehearsal on Sunday. So I just seven days. All the time. I was about to say all the time. So let me ask you this then being a a fellow child of the eighties with you knowing dance MTV coming up, did you end up watching and kind of gravitating towards the music video? Because at the time, those music videos were the storytellers and dance was in there. Yes. Yes. So then that's another part that kind of like all of that. Yes. Played into my the hook liner sink for me that just was like, oh, my God, I love this. I want to do this. And it made me like I definitely appreciate being technically trained. But then to watch the music videos is what made me want to be like like cool like I just always thought it was it wasn't hip-hop by the way I just want to say it was not called hip-hop yet I think they I know there was hip-hop music and like original rappers and stuff like that but it wasn't like a we didn't they didn't teach you in dance schools like you weren't allowed to go to dance school and they offered like you can take hip-hop like now there's like options for hip-hop and there's options for like break dancing and even at that time there was break dancing but it was like we were like it's street dancing like what is that like we were just like what is that what is, how do I learn that? And you didn't learn it if you didn't watch the music video. And that's what it was. So I learned technically hip hop or whatever you want to call it, street dancing, yep. or all, all by just watching the music videos and sitting there trying to like watch it over and over. I used to record it on a VHS <laughs> and go back and rewind it and rewind it again until I thought I had it. So yeah, yeah, music videos, MTV. I remember thinking like those VHS tapes and the whole time I would get annoyed if there was a quick edit in a video or something. I'm like, wait, what is that missing step? You know what I mean? What is that? What is that thing? And I just remember thinking to me, it was just dance. It was just dance. Like the Janet Jackson, you know, all of these, all of these artists were doing that. So then when did then it go from like the competition kind of things and go to ultimately the, the MTV, the pop, the kind of Britney Spears way? What was that transition? So, um, of course, I was like Michael Jackson, Janet Jackson. I mean, they were like icon, you know, at that time they were like, you know, so they would just that was a huge inspiration for me. And then for me, not Janet, Michael Jackson, but Janet Jackson came in. I mean, I think I was starting to get into my teens at that moment. And she really just like, you know, like with Throb and all this, like the Janet, that album, it really just hit me. Like, I was like, oh my God, I, I have to be this. So I was like, I I think I was like 14 and, or 15, something. I was very young and I won in the competition, like a scholarship to a dance school in Los Angeles, but obviously I'm like 14. So I begged my parents to take me there. I knew that I needed to get to Los Angeles. All I knew was from all the studying and watching music videos and everything was that it was happening in LA. I was like, it's happening in Los Angeles and I need to get there so that I can dance there and learn that type of dance. So I begged my parents to take me and I won that scholarship. And I was like, aha, see, I won the scholarship to go to Edge Performing Arts Center, which is in the middle of Hollywood, if any other pro dancers or dance old school dancers know edge performing arts center was the place to be i went there and not only to learn technical 
but to learn the cool stuff, the edgy stuff, the Janet Jackson stuff. I knew that that's where that I would find that community. And I did. So I, I went at 14 and I literally, again, danced every day. It was a whole summer. It was a whole summer, a whole two months. I stayed and just danced every day, every style, every teacher of dance at edge. And if I found another studio, I think there was another studio, I can't remember. And I was like, let's do it. At the time, Millennium wasn't around yet, which I know that's a hot one, mm-hmm. but it was not around yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, the cool thing is, and and it's what I love is when you look at like your inspirations of, because I remember when the Janet album came out in 93, 94 with Throb, if like, I remember I was like, do like any dance breaks. And then I remember as I learned more about dance in the official way, because there are definitely two distinct people. You're born with that ability to to have rhythm and things like that. And then you do have that ability to be kind of taught things. I always feel like you can't teach somebody how to have rhythm. There's no way, there's no way around that. I mean, they're, they're handography or hairography, whatever that may be. But what I think was interesting is when I was learning more about dance, I was picking up on all the influences in Michael Jackson from Fosse. You know, all of those, yes. like the ballet techniques that Janet would use that, you know- And it Italy- all comes, t- yes, and it all comes together. I promise you that you sound like me. Like, this is how I preach to like my kids when I teach them class, because I'm like, you guys, like I try to bring to them, because I do teach, I teach like hip hop, like stylized jazz. I'm not teaching ballet. Um, not because I don't love ballet, but I do always tell them, I'm like, ballet, jazz is what's going to push you into doing these most. I only got really good at this because I was really good at that. And I'm, and like to bring it together, they were trained too. My, like you said, Michael Jackson, Janet Jackson, they were trained too. That Fosse, that jazz, that ballet, that was all into it. Um, so yeah, I am totally, I totally in agreement with you yeah. there. That is well, 100% right. And so then let me ask you then, how do we get to the, to the, the Britney auditions? How do we get to that? Because that was from the time that Britney popped out on the scene from the baby tour and then oops era 2000, 2001. uh, And I, I remind people is September 11, 2001, you all that were on that tour were already filming slave for you. You know, she was filming what's going on. The Michael Jackson thing was happening. All this stuff was happening within that, that week. So let's rewind. When did you get that audition or how did you hear about that audition for that? Did you know that it was going to be a Britney thing? Was it just a pop so, star? A? Okay. So, so going back to when I was 14, I came to Los Angeles and I trained in what I, what I knew was the hottest thing of place to be for dance. And that it, it definitely was, it did not disappoint. I came back from that summer definitely a changed dancer. I mean, I could still do all my technique and stuff like that, but I definitely had that side of performance, of edge, edginess, coolness that could bring something different to just than just the technique. And um, so I reveled in that and had to finish out my high school year. So that's why I was like 14. So I was around 17 when I graduated. I graduated slightly on the young side. Um, <clears throat> And when I did that, I was still, you know, it was on my mind. And I was like, I am going to go back to Los Angeles. I am going to find a, my parents wanted me to go to college. So I was like, I'm going to find a college in Los Angeles. I need to go to Los Angeles. (laughs) I need to go 
there. I want to be that dancer. Mm-hmm. I want to be a Janet, De- Janet Jackson backup dancer. This is what I want to be. Obviously, Britney wasn't in the foresight for me yet to say, I want to be a Britney dancer. It was just at that point, the icons. And so I was like, this is what I want. And then when I graduated, I did. I got accepted into Loyola Marymount, which is a school in um, Los Angeles, Marina Del Rey. And um, I begged my parents to go. They were kind of like, oh, that's too far. This is, we don't, you know, we don't know if we want you to go there and, and things of that sort. And I just, I just kind of didn't take no. <laughs> and I'm sure they were like so mad at me. <laughs> and I was like, I am going to go, I'm going to go. And I'd like, you know, filled out the forms and like anything, like everything to like almost be like, you can't say no. <laughs> You can't say no. I was like, no, I'm moving. I'm going to Los Angeles. I need to go. And um, so I did. And when I got there, you know, I got into my school and then immediately right back at edge and trying to find my dance community. And from there, you know, I just made friends and made friends. My friends told me that, you know, the best way is to get an agent, got an agent, auditioned for an agent, got an agent. And then from that point, you start getting called on auditions. So if you live the LA life, especially, I don't know how it is now because I haven't been there in a little bit, but when, at the time it was almost like I could have two to three auditions a day. And so, and, and, and that meant I needed to go in, especially as a dancer, not as an actor. As an actor, it's like, you just kind of go in, show your face, say a line. As a dancer, that meant I had to go in, be dressed the part whether it was swing dancing or edgy dancing or hip hop dancing, or they just wanted you to look clean face or something and learn choreography and perform choreography. And at that time also, it wasn't always taped. I think they taped it, but it was like, kind of like cuts were done right then and there. Like cut, you made it. I want to see you next round. I don't want to see you or you're hired. (laughs) Like kind of like that. Um, So that was going on a lot. So I was getting my foot really wet in the scene. I was just going out, just kind of like I hit the pavement. And then um, Brittany was coming on the scene. And of course, I wasn't dancing with her. But I mean, to see her, I was still watching the music videos, still seeing the performance. I was like, Oh, my gosh, I was already mesmerized with her, you know, like baby and the oops. And I was like, Oh, my gosh, like, I want to be a part of it so bad. That would be so awesome if I could land this job with Britney Spears. It'd be great. Um, and so, but for me, it actually kind of happened gradually. So then it's like I worked and worked with choreographers, worked with fellow dancers, worked with fellow Britney dancers. And then like an audition would come up for her music video. So the first thing I landed was Born to Make You Happy music video which originally released in Europe, didn't get released into the United States until later. Um, But I was super excited to be a part of that. And the choreographer like Wade and everything. And um, that was like one of my favorite first, like I would like call my first time gigs, even though it wasn't the first. Um, So I did that. So that, that was my foot in the door. And then Another how thing did, would come how, up. But like, how did how did that feel though? Because a lot of the listeners I talked recently about the fact that Born to Make You Happy was a single overseas, but here we got from the bottom of my broken heart. And so there was some time where people were like, wait, there was a video for this. And I was like, yes, there was yes. a distinct video and it was exactly what you wanted from a Britney. Sing- I re- it was like that rough ed- yes. it was like the red and black. Um, yes, yes. And and for me, I just remember like 
it was interesting. And what I love on the original doll is where I can talk to people that may be like, oh wait, I didn't even know that was a video. Cause I don't want people to be like, oh, I always knew that was, it's like, no, it's okay. Like we want new, <laughs> new listeners. We want new viewers. So, yes. but how did that feel knowing you booked this gig, but that the video was not going to be here <laughs> in the United States? You I, know did, what I, mean? I didn't know it at first. So at first I got the gig and I was just like, oh my God, oh my God, Brittany. And like all the dancers and like, I knew they were Brittany dancers. And I was just excited. The choreographer. And I was just like, oh my God, I just, I'm just like blown. This is like exactly what I want to do. So I was just super amped. It wasn't until after I... <laughs> did the video that I realized that it was not going to be um, re released in America. <laughs> so I kind of got all excited. was like, I did this Britney song and we did it and we, and it was cut and done. And then I was like, where can I see it? And they were like, oh, it's not released in America. And that's, it just kind of got the bad news after I did it. And, and if I recall that right, it was filmed like the week before Halloween. It was right before like October, the end, like 23rd, 24th, 1999. So the thing is, yes. At that point, Britney's still riding high. This is before Oops. This is like everyone is still waiting yes. to see what happens. So I could just imagine yes. like everyone, MTV is going to pull it. Ooh, MTV Europe will play this, but not Yes. And yes. And the director, I don't know if you remember his name because I don't know if I remember it, but if you tell me his name, he was actually also up and coming and very, very- Was it Billy Woodruff? Very, yes. Billy Woodruff. Thank you. Became a very good music video director from there, but he was already good. But it's like it, his career, too, was starting to, like, push off. So at that point, and this is something that's kind of interesting. So there you are. You do Born to Make You Happy. What I got a lot of questions for was, can you ask Angela, in a situation where you're filming a music video, do you know automatically you might be in live performances when they use the same choreography or if it's on tour? So that's something. There you go. No, I don't know. No, at that time... No, I was not her tour dancers. Tour dancers usually get that, um, you know, pleasure. I don't, did not know. I was just hopeful to get it. Just, that's why I was like, I was hopeful to get my foot in the door. I was hopeful to work with her, hopeful to work with the choreographer, hopeful to meet the team around her, which is security manager, um, just the team, you know, any, anybody that was there to get in the camp, that was hopeful. So just to meet them was an honor and to work with them. And I just wanted to make sure that they knew that I, I wanted to put my best foot forward, really. <clears throat> so if this is filmed, let's say just in general, like on a, a, a Thursday and Friday, I'm just saying that, what on average would you say, like how many days before? Because that's another question. Like how long do you get for an average video? <laughs> um, probably like three days, <laughs> like three days, like literally probably like they probably, I probably went into audition. They say, okay, you got it. Rehearsal starts tomorrow at like noon to, to 10. So that's like a 10 hour rehearsal followed by the next day, another 10 hour rehearsal, followed by the next day, another 10 hour rehearsal. And then costume fittings probably in between there and then show up on set like 6 a.m. And let's, let's, get it, let's get it done. Yeah, and then on set you're there, that could be until 6 a.m. to three or four in the morning. I mean, you know, so. It's crazy. Well, and then in this time, Britney Spears went from filming Born to Make You Happy and then she went to Chicago where we well where I am to do the B96 <laughs> Halloween bash so a lot of people were like 
did they get a lot just do do the performers get a lot of time and we'll talk about that because you know exactly during that Britney era everyone's like you must have had weeks between everything it's like no no all right no so you, so you do born to make you happy then what is the next step where does that take you to so I was like for, for me personally so then you know the tour was going and I was just like just excited to know her dancers and I would just like got a chance to befriend a lot of them and um then there came another performance it was the billboard awards i think it was 1999 i can't remember the year it was or maybe 2001 i can't it was the billboard she did a remix she came out of like a spaceship and yeah that was the next one and i had to audition for that again i had to audition and i made it um, I don't know if you had saw that one. I have like, I'm actually have a darker red curly hair Bob thing going on. That, I mean, black curly for, hair. That was Bob baby thing. and crazy. That medley for baby and yes. crazy. And it was yes. right before Christmas. So it was like December, yes. 1999. So wow. Yes. So you filmed a music video at the end of October and then beginning of December. <laughs> I got to do that. Yes. And how much time did you have for that? again like four days yeah th th that's again not that long I mean because maybe it would be say five but like one of those days was just hitting the stage to like mark it out and then on to perform it we we have a question actually that ties into that <laughs> we have Sharon from Ireland who said can you please ask dancing April dancing April <laughs> and then it goes dot 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 dancing I mean Angela I mean dot 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 so <laughs> <laughs> Which I love, but I, I love that. Uh, when uh, you do a song like this with Baby Crazy, anything that, how do you as a dancer not want to sing along? Like, do you have to teach yourself oh. not to sing along? Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, that was Sharon, one of my... Shannon, Sharon. <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of one of my first lessons as a professional dancer. It wasn't with Britney. It was with another artist that I was singing the music and they were like, um, excuse me, dancer back there. Um, could you not sing? <laughs> I was like, oh, I was so embarrassed. But um, yeah, so right away I got to learn that it's not singing. But you're singing in your head. I'm singing, I'm going crazy. Even though I'm dancing, I'm like crazy, but it feels all right. <laughs> Baby, hit me up. You stay it up all night. Uh. Digga, digga. And I'm hit, I'm singing the digga diggas. For me, I'm, I'm like digga digga. Cause that's digga digga was a move, you know? So it's like digga digga, goo, goo, ga, digga digga. Well, that's <laughs> crazy. That's something where <laughs> when, when we've seen videos of whether it was Andre or Wade or Brian, all these choreographers, you you hear them go and ta, ta, ba, ba, you know, where they <laughs> They're, they're not doing the five, six, seven, eight all the time. So then I could just imagine because when I've had to learn choreography in general, it's just like, you're like this exact, and you're just like, wait, that's the way you remember the moves. That's the way um, you remember it. So you go from yes. doing this billboard thing. What is that next? What is that next thing that you do? Oh my gosh. Okay. So billboard happened. Okay. And then I did that. Um, and then the Oops tour went off. And then from there, I started working with other artists. I think I had actually got landed a Backstreet Boy gig at that point. So, you know, I went to Backstreet Boys and I started doing that gig. Um, and then in other gigs, other music videos, I mean, it, it all works the same. Timelines and everything like that is 
pretty much the same. I mean, I think that's why, that's another reason why I say that's why they call it professional dancer, because yeah, you got to be able to come in, learn this choreography and have it performance ready. I mean, within like two days, I mean, three days is like third day, you got to have it. Like it's third day is like really not the third day. Like we're, we're practicing, but you shouldn't be learning. Like there's no way on the third day I should walk in and be like, I don't know what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like third day, I have to like be just practice, like dress rehearsal, but not dress rehearsal on the stage. Like third day is just like, I still, I completely have it. So that's the point. Like they they expect you to get, learn and perform within very short amount of time. And performance is a high level performance. Like, again, you're, I'm not competition level. This is that edge, that like full performance. And this is what I teach my littles too. I'm like, okay, now I taught you the steps, but it doesn't just go five, six, seven, eight. Like now it's like, there's a level that you have to bring out and that's hard to teach. Not everybody has that. Just like rhythm is also hard to teach and not everybody has that. So I went to the Backstreet Boys and I did some in-sync stuff and then um, the Britney tour came up and I was like, oh my God, I got to have this tour. I really, really, really want to pass on Britney's tour. I really want to do it. And, um, it was a really big audition. It was days. This audition was days. I remember, I think it was like three or four days and cuts all along cuts, cutting people down, 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 whittling it down. And, oh my God. It was just hard. I just feel like, I don't know if they do this anymore in the dance community, but it was really hard. I mean, like you're hot, you're sweaty. There's like, what, 500 people in the room and we're all getting called out and called in and cut out and cut in and then cut again, freestyle. I mean, by the end, Brittany came in, I think for the last day and saw us, the last group. We'll learn more about this process on a future episode of The Original Doll. So make sure that you subscribe uh, on whatever preferred platform you are, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anything else. And don't forget, follow me on Instagram, the.original.doll, and on Twitter, at James Rodriguez, R-O-D-R-I-G-U-E-Z. Also, there's a TikTok, the James Rodriguez. But I want to thank Angela for being here, and we have a lot more, and we'll be talking about the Dream Within a Dream Tour. My name is James Rodriguez Horton. Thanks so much for listening. See you on the flip side. <laughs> the original and